It's me, a nasty hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9 of Power Play. My name is Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. And we have another great show for you tonight. So why don't you go ahead and introduce the show segments, Peter. Alright, this week on Episode 9 of Power Play, we're going to have an entire show segment dedicated to horror video games. Yes. So we have a number of uh, favorites in that genre. Isn't that right, Jim? Indeed, I have several favorites in that genre. And we thought we would dig in, get our hands bloody wet, and uh, talk about the various horror games that we've enjoyed over the years. A few special stories to be told in that as well. And uh, after discussing all the blood, guts, and gore that you could ever want in a single podcast... We will then be taking and fielding listener questions. Yes, that's right, everyone. We said that if you would post on our forums and ask us questions, me and Jim would actually answer them on our program. And so far, two people have asked us a question. Technically, I don't think we can call it listener questions in the plural because uh, we don't have questions. We have a listener question. Yeah, that's true. It should just call the segment Listener Question. Yeah. And after the Listener Question segment, we'll be discussing what we're currently playing. And I have to say we have a special announcement. We've been promising more content for a while now. And we haven't delivered on that promise because we're assholes. But I have a surprise announcement. Oh, what's this? I don't even know what this is. We're going to wait till the end of the show for this. Oh, well, you just said that you were going to announce it. You're going to yeah, wait until the at end. at the end of the show. Yep. Aw. Got to listen to the end, sir. What guys. a bunch of... What a hook. You're trying uh, to... Gotcha. You're gotcha. trying to coax people in to listen. I wasn't even going to listen to the rest of this show. <laughs> but now I have to, to find out what it's going to be. What an yep. asshole. Well, let's move into the first segment. We're going to talk about horror games. Yes. Demonic filth, as my parents would call them. Yeah, but parents don't always know best. Because there are some very good horror games. What would you call a good horror game? Obviously, it would have to scare you. It would have to scare you, but... Well, not necessarily, because... To be honest, I'm not scared by the first game that I'm going to mention. It didn't scare me at all. Oh, well, then it shouldn't be mentioned. Oh, it has to be mentioned, though. It's a classic. Oh, it's a classic. All it's right, the go ahead. First, it's the first horror game I ever played. It's Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation. That scared me. It, really? Oh, hell yeah. Do you not remember the scene where the cop is like, or there's some human, and you're, talk, you're having a long conversation with the guy, drawn out, he's telling you all about what's happening and going down. 
and then suddenly, at the end of the conversation, he com- his skin crusts over, and he turns into a zombie, and you're thrust back yeah. into the game, and he lunges right at you. I guess. And you have to kill him. And then they had the liquors up on the ceiling when you were in the hallway, and they jumped down. Yeah. And that kind of scared me, and then they bust through the windows and stuff. Eh, yeah. Maybe it was a little scary. It well, wasn't I can't very see how scary. it could be good unless it had some frightening moments. Well, anytime anyway, you can blow ahead. off a zombie's head, that's good. Yeah, there, that's a rush. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that was one of the first games. Actually, that was the first horror game I've ever played. And it uh, kind of actually got me addicted to the zombie genre, the survival horror genre. Like, I played a... Uh, after playing that, I went out and played Dino Crisis. Because yeah. I think, didn't RE2 come with, like, a demo for Dino Crisis? Yeah. Or was yeah, it the other actually. way around? Um, Dino Crisis came with a demo for RE2. I think Dino Crisis came with a demo, and I think it had. I think Resident Evil 3 was involved. Okay, yeah, that was it. I'm not sure, though. Don't quote me on this. This was at a time when it was very hard for me to get a hold of horror games. Yeah. Back in the days when I lived with my parents who weren't too down with the horror. (laughs) They didn't really like the violent video games. So I had to play my violent video games in secret, alone, behind locked doors in the middle of the night, which kind of made them scarier. It's always, always more, much more frightening when you play a game at night with the lights off. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to play a horror game, really. I mean, if you even have the balls to do it. There are some yep. games, and we haven't even mentioned a lot of them yet, but there are several games I can think of, one of which was on my top seven favorites of all time list, that I would... I. I don't even know if I have the gumption to play it in the dark at night. And here's the here's the kicker. Uh-huh. Playing it completely lights off in the middle of the night, but here's the thing. You have to be playing it by yourself, and even if there is someone else in the house or apartment or wherever you're staying, <laughs> they have to be asleep. No. If they're conscious and you can see them down your hallway and they're clearly awakened in their room, it's it does not count. You have no balls still. <laughs> no balls. <laughs> Absolutely not. It voids it takes your balls away. I'll tell you what, I have no balls then when it comes to one of the games that I'll mention later. Oh, I'm telling you, it's hard for me to have balls, though. I mean, it, to All do right. what I just said is actually pretty challenging. It is more challenging than, like, a video game challenge. Beating Psycho Mantis. Yeah, yeah beating Psycho Mantis in Control Port 2. I'll tell you a harder challenge. Play Resident <laughs> Evil in the dark at night by yourself in an empty house. And oh, I, I bet know. you can't do that either. I bet you can't do it. It's fucking scary as hell to be alone <laughs> in the dark at night. There, what if something happens to you? No one will know. I don't know, man. Resident Evil wasn't that scary, if you ask me. Yeah. Have you yet? Have you yet played four? No, 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 no. Have not played four. But I, I'm talking oh about my two, God. two okay. and one and three. Yeah, no, three was kind of lame. Yeah, it was really over the top with uh, Nemesis. Yeah. Popping out uh, of every wall. The thing I loved about RE2 when it came out was the uh, CG 
cutscenes, like the one at the beginning, oh, yeah. was freaking phenomenal. It was yeah. hands down the best. Uh, hands down. Fuck that. I always say hands down. God, <laughs> it was the best cutscene. I've this best CG I had ever seen up to that point. Hands down, really. Hands really, down. yeah. Hands down, it was the best. <laughs> but yeah, they had some amazing CG. And, I remember uh, you showing me that cutscene. It, it was not. It was outstanding. But I'll tell you the one thing that really seemed to impress you. I remember is when I went over to your place. You let me watch this opening cutscene, and it was the motion capture. Yep. Uh, that they did for the um, FMV CG FMV. Exactly. And it really, it really. You know, made the difference. It, it made did. it feel realistic. Completely. The, they were completely computer-generated images, but the people who were in the scene were motion-captured from real people's movements, which yeah. made it look completely... It made it look so much more convincing than if it was done by normal, uh, you know, frame animation. Definitely. And I think that was the first time I had seen anything like that. So it really blew me away. Kind of uh, set the tone oh, yeah. for the whole game, actually. The rest of the game is very, very visually rich as well. It used a combination of real-time 3D character models with uh, static CG backgrounds. Yeah, just like and Final Fantasy VII. Very much so. Yeah, all the all the uh, PlayStation Final Fantasies, in fact, were, oh, really? uh, were that way. Yeah. Huh. They had complete real-time moments like Seven did with the Chocobo race, and uh, yeah, yeah. Nine did with certain things out in the field. It was all CG or uh, all real-time 3D rendered graphics, but uh, most of the cities and shops and environments all were uh, pre-rendered backgrounds. But yeah, that game was stunning. It was very, very rich. Yeah. And then, actually, I didn't play uh, Resident Evil 1 before I played RE2, so I after I played Resident Evil 2, I went back and played the original. The I bet it wasn't as, as fantastic an experience. <laughs> no. The second one was so much better. So much better. The first one was so stiff, and the, the thing I remember about it was the acting. The voice <laughs> acting <laughs> and all the... Just the horribly awkward uh, moments that they have in that game. Yeah, who can forget the... Uh, <laughs> the unlocking? Uh-huh, uh yeah. Here's a lockpick, Jill. You, the master of unlocking things, will know how to use it best. Yeah, make it sounded so dumb. It sounded about 50 times worse than you just said it. It was like William Shatner recorded the audio for that. We should start from the first floor, okay? And, Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. It's not just a poisonous snake. It's a monster. This house is too dangerous. There are terrible demons. Ouch! Hope this is not Chris's blood. There must be a back door somewhere. Let's try to find it first, shall we? Okay. Let's separate again. Just a moment. I found something. What is it? It's a weapon. It's really powerful. 
especially against living things. Better take it with you. But how about you, Barry? I have this. Thank you. I'll take this then. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 was my first experience with uh, the Resident Evil series. And I played 1, 2, and 3, and never got around to playing 4 yet. I will play it at some point in the future. Yeah, 4 is the best. That's what I've heard. Like Code Veronica. Code Veronica was alright. Yeah, I watched you play Code Veronica a couple times, but I never actually... I think I might have played it for a few minutes, but I, I never played enough did. of it to. Yeah, but I could. We messed around much. a little bit with it. Yeah. It was a cool. It was. It was pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't that bad compared to Resident Evil Three. I think it was much better. <laughs> yeah, it really. It had the tension. And everything wasn't just shooting out at you all the time. Yeah, for some reason I didn't like Three very much at all. Like I. I didn't either. It was gimmicky. I don't know. It was just. Nemesis wasn't as scary as I had hoped. <laughs> I thought he was a cool design. Overall, it was a decent game, but it wasn't as yeah. revolutionary as the other ones. What was he? Resident or uh, Nemesis was kind of a. He was one he of the was an intelligent that was mutated. Zombies. Yeah, he was whatever it was in the first uh, Resident Evil movie. That thing. I did never see that movie. Maybe. Was he in the first or second? I can't remember. I think he was in the second one. Yeah, maybe. I tried to block those memories out of my mind. They weren't very good. The best thing about him was Mia Jovich. <laughs> yeah, I hear uh, she's pretty cool in those uh, those movies. I guess. I never really was into her. There are a lot of people who are hardcore fans with her. Oh, dude, my brother buys like every other movie she puts out. It's ridiculous. He must have those then. Uh, yeah, I think he does. But I'm not a huge fan. I liked her in The Fifth Element because she was butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's about it. Anyway, we're talking about horror games, aren't we? Not horror movies. Well, we were, yeah. We were, and I derailed the train. Derailed it right yeah. off the tracks. So what was, the, uh, what was your favorite horror game? My favorite horror game of all time, obviously, is Resident Evil 4. Oh, My yeah, second favorite right. horror game of all time is Resident Evil 4. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my third is actually probably segments in Half-Life 2. Really? Wow. I wouldn't consider Half-Life 2 a horror game. Well, no, it's definitely hardcore FPS, but yeah. you must recognize the fact that there is an enormous horror element to to a vast part of that game there in uh yeah. In uh, what is the what is the town called? Ravenholm. Yes. Ravenholm. No yeah. one goes there. We don't go to Ravenholm. No, we don't. And the reason being is that people are fucked up there. Because there's that is a scary. Man. Yeah, it, things are fucking on fire, and there are bodies that are burning, and there are satanic images. This <laughs> oh, is yeah. a this is a very scary town. It is. I you know I had forgotten about that part of the game, even though I played it really recently, like within the last few months. Uh, uh, I still forgot about it, but 
Yeah, it's a freaking scary part of the game. <sighs> My God, it's it is. If that's not horror, I don't know what is. True, true. I mean, there are undeads. There are, uh, and you can kill the the half-life zombies, the body snatched people. You can kill them in so many ways. In, oh, in that yeah. in that zone with the with the gravity gun, you can grab like <laughs> yeah. saw blades up with gravity and shoot them at like two hundred miles per hour and, and cut parts of people completely off, and they'll still crawl after you. And, and you can uh, there are blades that you can duck and get under, and they'll just mindlessly walk into this fastly yeah. spinning blade and be hacked to hell. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and you can throw. <laughs> And throw paint, gallons of paint on them, and they're like have paint dripping <laughs> off of them, and they're still like, oh, brains, and they're coming at you. Brains. I don't know, were they really undead, though, or were they just people who had been latched onto by the face suckers or whatever? Well, the aliens had latched onto them and had taken yeah. their will out. So, I mean, in a way, they were they were dead bodies walking, so in a way, they were zombies. I guess, yeah. They were still motivated by an external will, but I mean, that's what a zombie is, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. A zombie is just, by my definition, something that is mindless and either is controlled by pure instinct or some someone else, some external control mechanism. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess they are truly zombies. <laughs> yeah. Except for the yeah. ones that climb up the walls. Those things are just freaky, man. What do you mean, the climb of the walls? The ones that are really fast oh, and jump yeah, around, yeah. remember that? Yeah, they don't introduce that till a little bit later, but yeah, yeah they're yeah. deadly as fuck. Oh, they are, and they attack like three at a time, and it... Yeah. That's a pretty difficult part of the game, actually. It really is. Yeah. But I love the gravity gun. Yeah, the gravity gun made everything awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the saw blades. You can pick up anything. You pick up... Couches and mattresses and yeah, bookshelves and yeah. dresser drawers and little splinters of pieces of things that you had smashed before. Yeah, anything can be a deadly weapon when hurled at two hundred miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome game. But but very very scary. I mean, I was literally nervous yeah. all through those levels. Oh, I was too. Another of my favorite horror games is a game that was a first-person shooter as well. Perhaps you've heard of it, Fear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I only play the demo. Yeah, First Encounter Assault Reconnaissance, I believe, is what that stands for. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. had no idea. I knew it stood for something, but... Yeah, it was abbreviation for that. Huh. I just played the demo of this game, so I had a very brief introduction. And I played it at work, believe it or not, but... I wish I could do that at my job. Yeah, I, but I really didn't know what the game was about. All I knew was uh, the AI was badass, and the scary girl thing was freaky. <laughs> it's actually all you really need to know about the the game is those things, because that's pretty much the most notable part of the game. <laughs> the huh. fact that the AI is just incredible. They'll throw grenades back at you. <laughs> oh, wow. They'll duck behind corners. They'll work together. If you're starting to use a strategy over and over again, they'll you'll hear them communicate it to the uh, to the other people. 
mm-hmm. and then they'll be like, "Oh, he's coming! He's double backing! He's doing this!" And then they'll adjust their strategy. Wow, it's very cool. And in addition to that, it's it's so horrific. The game is scary as hell. I mean, you walk up to like just as an example, this game you'll be playing through, and you're looking at, you're trying to get this escaped guy and. And he's an escaped convict, he has psychic powers, he's destroying people, he's taking over the minds of, of, uh, of troops and making them work for him. And, and this story about how he has these abilities and where he came from is kind of unfolds as you play. Huh. And, you know, I could say a lot of spoilers about that, but I'm, you know, for the listener's sake, I won't. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It's pretty revolutionary at the end when you when you realize who your character is and, and so on and so forth. The main, um, I guess, villain of the game is the little girl you spoke of. Uh-huh. And she is doing a lot of weird shit at the end of the game and, and opening portals to, to demons areas of hell and so forth. That's my favorite. So, yeah, I love those demon portals. So, when she's doing this, a story I have of the game, this is one of my freakiest moments of all time in horror gaming. Oh, you told told me about this the other night. Okay. Yeah, I was playing this game, and there are so many crazy things in the game anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there you'll see shadows appear, and they'll walk around corners, and you'll see like them disappear into ashes that will fall into the ground. You'll walk into a room, and suddenly you're standing in a lake of blood, oh. and they're they're like uh, you'll wade through the blood, and at the end of the hallway. Uh, a demon, a flaming demon will shoot out of the door at you and then suddenly you'll realize your character was hallucinating. You'll <laughs> walk up to doors and you'll hear somebody trapped on the other side but you can't get to them and they'll just be like a, a girl crying in a corner. You know, and then you'll hear whispers and 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 uh, see like the little girl, she'll be in the shadows and then, you know, she'll appear behind you all of a sudden crazy weird shit all through the game. Just random stuff. Very, very scary. Anyway, I'm playing through this game white-knuckled and and addicted to it, frankly, because it's a fucking awesome game. Hmm. And my my fiancé, she just happens to be watching me play the end level of the game, very last stage, fight my way through all these spawning demon hordes. And I'm going through one particular hallway after a cut scene, uh, which reveals the identity of, of everyone of the game. And my fiance was watching it, and she's like, that's kind of strange. I wonder if that, gr- if that girl character, that freaky girl, I wonder if she knows who you are. And at that exact moment, the game, through the speakers on my computer answered her and said I know who you are (laughs) and whispered it just like that that sound bite played the nanosecond after my fiance said I wonder if she knows who you are the game responds with I know who you are and I we were like whoa my god we were we completely flipped out it was just 
unbelievably coincidental wow. that that happened just like that. Yeah, it was, it was so crazy. scary. And if you played through the game, you know, you know the moment when that when that happens in the game. I played it through a second time just to make sure that that was supposed to play. That sound <laughs> bit was supposed to play at that part, and, and, and in fact, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the coincidental factor yeah. of that happening is just monumental, and it happened, and it just. I'll never forget it. No kidding. That's kind of freaky. What are the odds, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's probably the scariest moment. Or at least the most ironic. Maybe even not the scariest. Because like I say, the scariest moments during games, I believe, are when you're alone. Yeah, yeah. With all the lights off and not a living soul in the house. Or at least a wake soul than you. Yep. And I have had moments like that myself. Yeah, uh, I, I've I've heard about one in particular. Yeah, I, should I tell that story now, or should I? Yeah, why not? It? All right, okay. Well, I had a very—I don't know—it wasn't that similar to your story, but it was. Yeah, we kind of uh, hinted around about this story uh, last time on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I talked about it when I talked about uh, when we were talking about RE4, I think. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yes, it's regarding the game Silent Hill. And this was, it was the first time I had ever played Silent Hill. I never really got to sink my teeth into that game very much. Uh, Well, from, from what I played of it up until this point, it was a pretty good game. It was fun. And it was very, very weird. Yeah, I hear that. I hear it's very strange. Strange, so strange that it's pretty horrifying. Oh yeah, Very horrifying scary. is a great word to describe it. But anyway, my my story begins. <laughs> I'm sitting in my my room at my parents' house many years ago, probably at least seven years ago. Right. And I'm playing Silent Hill for the PlayStation, and I'm at the part where where you're running through the school. You're like you're trying to find your daughter, obviously, because that's the whole point of the game. And I'm running through the school, and it's like it's one in the morning. There are no lights. The only glow in the room is from my TV. Now you have seen the Silent Hill film. Yeah, yeah. Out. Is it is the school actually a lot like that? Is it is it as horrific as it is in the movie? Um, the I'm trying to remember. Tra- Transforms into this hell. Yeah, it maybe wasn't quite as quite as scary as the movie part. Yeah, but it was definitely it was not your normal school. It's not your average elementary school. Right. There was definitely some fucked up things going on. <laughs> and so it's one in the morning, and nobody else in the house is awake. And I'm I'm pretty damn sure of that. Like. I don't think my dad was in the living room watching TV or anything, and I know my brother and mom are asleep, and so I'm playing Silent Hill at one in the morning, and I'm in the school, and I, you're fighting the kids, of course, these little fucked up mutant zombie kids, <laughs> and I swear, outside of my window, outside of my window, like down near the ground, I hear a baby cry, and it did not sound like any kind of sound effect from the game. 
it sounded like an honest-to-God baby crying outside of my window one time, and then it stopped. And I got... That's crazy. It it was so creepy that I I immediately shut off the game, went to sleep, and believe it or not, I have never touched a Silent Hill game since. (laughs) I believe it. I can believe it after you... You know, you've told me this many times, actually. if, If I had experienced that in reality, I would have probably had a hard time going back to playing the game again. Oh yeah, but but the thing that I that always gets me is that you say you're in a school and you're uh-huh. surrounded by kids, yeah. and they're kind of fucked up kids. Oh yeah. What if it was a kid in the game? That's you know that's what I'm thinking, but it honestly did not sound like that. It sounded like it was coming from outside my window, on the ground. No, I to be honest, I've never played the game to that point. I've just kind of messed, fucked around with it a little bit. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious now to play it until, until you get to the school, because perhaps, you know, uh, but you say the sound didn't really come from the TV. Yeah, because my TV it was, was up in the left-hand corner yeah. of my room, and it was kind of up on a dresser. Right, I And remember. the sound definitely sounded like it came from my right-hand side... And and lower. And it you didn't have any any surround sound or anything. Huh? No, but, no, uh, it was the stereo TV speakers. I mean, two speakers on the TV, and that's it. Yeah. So there's no chance that it could have came from a speaker behind you or on <laughs> no. the floor at the at the bottom of the window. Area. No, definitely not. So that was that kind of turned me off of the Silent Hill games, and it's that's mostly weird. that I. I haven't gotten around to playing Silent Hill games. You didn't. I've asked you. I've interrogated you many times. There were no neighbors with kids. (laughs) No. There no no neighbors with babies. As far as I know, there were not. No. Did you open the window? Fuck no! Open the window and let the freakish mutant baby in. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. No, get out of (laughs) here. You mean I would have been so freaked out that I probably would have opened the curtain at least. No, that's the worst idea. Then you see the baby mutant face in your window and you fucking kill yourself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen a horror movie? Don't you know that you never investigate the sound? Come on. I (laughs) I have not actually seen many horror movies. Oh my god. You You would be dead in a horror movie. No, never investigate the sound. You get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so that's what you did. Uh, basically, I shut it off and I went to bed. I said, "Forget it." Were you um, at all scared? Did you have trouble sleeping? Oh yeah, of course. Were your ears uh, were your ears attuned to to potentially more sound? Yeah, but I like, didn't. Were you like hypersensitive to to anticipating maybe something happening? Yeah, sure. Huh. But nothing else. No. Nope. Just one, one cry and that's it? Just one cry? Yep, one cry. And it sounded like... Uh, it's, it was a little higher and shriller than that. But, uh, yeah. So it was very audible. Oh, definitely. Definitely audible. 
It, uh, to be honest, it did not sound like it came from the TV, and that's what freaked me out so much. Because if it had been a sound effect of the game that was obvious, uh-huh. I I would have been okay. That's kind of creepy, but it's from the game. But it really sounded like it came from outside my window, and it freaked me out. That is scary. That's weird. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would have opened the window. No, you'd be dead. You'd be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Jim, what do you think was going on there? I mean, really. Who knows? I could. In reality, what was happening? (sighs) My logical brain says that it was simply a sound effect in the game. But the experience tells me that it was not. That's where I'll leave it. Silent Hill, I've never touched a single Silent Hill game since. Probably will never. Yet you were brave enough to watch the movie. I did watch the movie. It was a fucked up film. Yeah, pretty good though, I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. It It was was pretty true to the game too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear the, what's the whole, what's the deal with Pyramid Head? Who the hell is that anyway? I never played far enough into the game to know. <laughs> because, like I said, I shut it off and never played it again. Oh, so you hadn't encountered that no, character yet? No, I got the Pyramid Head. But as far as I know, it, it was in the game, from what I've heard other people say. So. Alrighty, then. Alrighty, then. Well... You know, I was reading on some message board. I can't remember where it was. I don't think it was ours. But somebody was saying that... The Resident Evil series needs to die. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't see how you can say that after Resident Evil 4. Because that was supposedly the best one out of all of them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's uh, it kind of reinvented the series. Well, I can think of probably seven other series that I think should die as opposed to the Resident Evil series. <laughs> like Resident Evil is not a bad series and it's certainly just getting better. Yeah, it, it completely changed recently. Yeah, yeah. And it changed in the best way where everyone loved the newest one. And I certainly yeah, can't exactly. say that about say, oh, I don't know, Sonic or Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both two series that should probably just die right now. Think Sonic, huh? Oh my God, you you know how bad the new Sonic games are. Well, th- yeah, but the fact is, I I really, you know, it's not the series' fault. It's the designers. It's the developers. Yeah, but I mean, they've made piss poor games. That's all there is to it. They're just I mean, out of why ideas. Did you yeah, well, they need to fire them all and get fucking people in there with new and better ideas because Sonic deserves it. I think Sonic should just be reinvented instead of re-destroyed. Uh, I think Sonic is is done for. Sonic's is, Sonic has breathed his last breath, sang his last song, and he needs to go out <laughs> to pasture. Really? Yeah. Him along so with Mega Man. And Mega Man. <laughs> Mega we'll all Man, agree with yeah. Mega Man. Mega Man died after the first game. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mega, Mega Man died after the NES. They, do you realize that they had six Mega Man games on the NES? 
On the original? <laughs> on, the on the very or- first Nintendo? Yes, on the original Nintendo. I did not know that. Six no. Mega Man games. That's a yeah. lot of freaking games for one series. Yes. <laughs> and none of them that, were that just good. Just on number one two, system. Yeah, number two was well, the, probably the best. It's my favorite. But oh, really? they just kept I've, making them. What did you do in those games? I've never played one. It's. Can you believe it? I can't. What? I've never played a Mega Man game in my life. Oh my god. Well, don't I play any of the it. new ones. Because the new ones are bullshit. Yeah, isn't it called, like, the series is even... Has, <laughs> there are different names to the series, isn't there? Like, Neo or Zero or... Well, they, they've they got, Mega, like, Mega, Mega Man, Man X, X and and Mega Man uh, Battle Series or something stupid. They've got so many different branches of Mega Man now. And right, all those yeah. branches can kiss my ass because they're nothing compared to the first <laughs> couple games. So, if the, which which were for the original Nintendo... Mega Man 1 through 6. How do you get six sequels on the first fucking Nintendo system? (laughs) How the hell does that happen? I don't know, man, but it does. It does. Were they seriously that popular? I guess. Number two was the best. Like, I enjoyed number two more than any of them. They kind of uh, go downhill after that. Well, you're right. Mega Man 1 through 6 on Nintendo. Yeah. And in, in you have you played the first six games? <laughs> oh, God, no. I've played, I've played 1 and 2, and I played 6 the other day, which is <laughs> not very good at all. It isn't. No. Number 2 is definitely my favorite. It's got all the classic, like, Air Man and Metal Man and all these cool bosses and stuff. The number two is the best, in your opinion. I think so, yeah. And this is a series by Capcom, of course. Capcom and Konami, I think, were really rivals back in the day. They have very similar games. Yeah, they kind of were. They have a lot of... And anytime Capcom does something, Konami does it. Like, Capcom did uh, fucking RE. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, pretty soon after that, Konami does Silent Hill. You know, uh, you've got Capcom with Mega Man, and then you've got Konami with shit like, uh, which is some of my actually favorite games, with like Rocket Knight Adventures. Oh, yeah. And very, very similar style game. And you've got the jetpacks and mechanical things. and It's just, it's strange. It seems like, you know, they're in competition. I've always preferred Konami games to Capcom games. <laughs> really? Part of that reason, I think, is because I've never really been a uh, Street Fighter fan. Oh, man, I was. Oh, I never have been. Huh. I've, I've tried to get into it recently. I've I've started to play the uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. That's a pretty, it's a pretty fun game, but I really ha- I don't have anybody b- to play with. And as I understand... You know, as as is the case with most two-player fighting games, it's most fun when you have a second player. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Instead of just playing the computer. Yeah, because the computer kind of sucks after a while. Yeah, so if I had another friend, I might like it better, but never really into them. You know another series that needs to die? What's that? As much as I hate to say this because I know you liked the first game in this series, is Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider just needs to die. Forget about it. I don't know, man. The f- uh, recently, the 
the brand new game got really good reviews. What? Oh yeah, the new Tomb Raider for 360 what? and the other consoles. It's got excellent reviews. And have you seen it on 360? Aren't they all pretty much the same thing? All the Tomb Raider games? Well, they're variations on a theme. They're basically puzzle solving meets shoot 'em up. Yeah. So they are very similar. They're all the same. I just after number one, why do you need number one through eighteen? It's kind of like the Mega Man. Well, different things can be done with the formula. I mean, you saw that with the Zelda series, I think. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about that Silent Hill story a little more, and there is one other time that I've been that scared in my life, and it. It was pretty recent, actually. It was within the last eight months or so. At the time, I was living in this abandoned office building. See, what had happened is a friend of a friend's dad uh, bought this building. He buys real estate and fixes it up and sells it. So he bought this, like, dilapidated old office building. Right. And... We were we lived there for free while we were cleaning it up, and because uh, there was a bunch of garbage and stuff, and the whole thing had to be gutted and renovated and stuff. So we were cleaning it up and living there at the same time. And this one night, while my roommate was out, um, it was just me at the building and his dog. He has he had a pet, a uh, boxer, I think. And while I was watching TV. I heard the dog start barking at something. And I was like, what the heck is he barking at? Because I didn't... At first I thought it was just my roommate coming home. And I was yeah. I was like, okay, he's home, whatever. And then... And he didn't stop barking. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And so I, I walked out into our kind of living room area. And the dog is standing by the stairwell door we live on the we lived on the fifth floor uh-huh. and he's standing by the stairwell door just barking and his his hair is all standing up and he is he's genuinely freaked out and he's just barking at this door over and over and over again and of course i don't hear anything yeah so i have no idea what is behind this door and and that you just the door is closed? The door is closed, yeah. And it leads to the stairwell, which goes all the way down to the first floor and everything. Yeah. And the basement. <laughs> right. And the basement in this place was, oh my god, you would not believe how scary it was. I mean, it had rooms with 50-year-old water containers that were leaking everywhere and rusty. and. Oh my god. <laughs> it was something straight out of Silent Hill, seriously. Was it a big enormous vast basement it was pretty big yeah i mean it had multiple rooms there was big open areas and stuff and i bet pitch black at that hour Uh, for the most part yeah they had lights down there but the switches were hard to find but anyway as I, i was up on the fifth floor and the dog just kept barking at the door and i did not dare open it (laughs) i was too scared that freaked me out because he the dog was genuinely scared and I had never seen him do anything like that before. So, uh, <laughs> I was pretty was scared. Wow. And I just said, fuck it, I'm going to go back to watching TV and took the dog with me. And he kind of behaved himself, but I don't know what was behind that door and I don't want to know. 
Yeah. Was it... When did your friend actually get home? Oh, much later. Much later. A few hours later. Did he notice anything? Did you tell him about it? Um, actually, he had told me that the dog had done it once before when I wasn't home. Which is weird. That is very strange. Yeah, it happened twice. It wasn't like an isolated incident, so... I don't know, but that was <laughs> that was one of the few times in my life I've been genuinely scared, much like the baby crying outside my window incident. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because what would make a dog suddenly just bark? Yeah, and it barks at such a specific place, like a door. Yeah. I mean, it had to hear something. Yeah, it so. definitely heard something, at least. Yeah. So, I'm a pussy, I didn't open the door. <laughs> Hell, I wouldn't either, dude. I would have locked the fucker. Oh, yeah. Was it, was it locked already? Um, It's locked from... Yeah, you can't get in from out in the stairwell without a key. So at least you were locked in. Yeah, but that didn't calm me much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it was. I think it was cool to have a dog around to... Uh, to, I don't know, protect me if I needed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe if it was actually like a person trying to fuck up, you know, the building or to yeah. some hobo that was breaking in, you know, you'd have a dog. Well, we had a padlock on the front door is the reason I don't think that was the case. And it had not been tampered with? Mm, not as far as I know. Uh, when I came down the next morning, it wasn't, so... That's that's scary. It's kind of oh, fucked up. God, it's scary when it happens to you. Trust me. So yeah. Anyway, that's way off the tr- way off the subject that we're talking about, but still deals with uh, horrifying times. So you've uh, you've never played any Silent Hill games? No, I haven't. I actually, ever since you told me your story, uh-huh. have had many opportunities to do so. And I have I have second guessed doing it every time. Oh no! Really, your story affected me that much. I thought, well, maybe there's something funky about these games. I don't want to bring it into my house. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't tell the listeners about it. Maybe they'll all get scared away from Silent Hill. I doubt it. I bet some of our listeners will deliberately go out and play the game in the middle of the night just to prove us stupid. Oh, probably. But I really, I would dare them to. I don't think any of our <laughs> listeners have the grapes. Have the grapes? You don't think yeah. they have the grapes? I don't think they have the grapes. I don't wow. think any of our listeners have the grapes or gonads to go out and rent any of the games we've mentioned, especially the Silent Hill series. Wow. Any of the Any of the Silent Hill games, even the first one on the Wii PlayStation. And to sit in front of their console, in front of the TV, with all the lights off in the middle of the night, and having be the only person in the house that's either awake or or in the house, and play these games for several hours under those circumstances, I really don't think anybody listening will do that, or or take me up on the challenge to do that. So is this kind of like your... Psychomantis challenge. Yeah, uh, sort of, sort of, yeah. Dare anyone to sit and play a Silent Hill game in the middle of the night by themselves? I just don't think anybody would do it. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. 
I don't know. I'd probably do it, even though I had really? that experience. Yep. Really? I could probably do it. So you could do it right now there in your apartment. You know what? I think I have grown enough as a horror movie watcher that I could probably play through the rest of Silent Hill at this point. Because really, that experience with Silent Hill wasn't that much longer after I played RE2. And RE2 kind of introduced me to the horror genre. Like, I had never been exposed to it in movies or games or anything. And after that, I started watching horror movies, especially zombie movies. I'm a huge zombie movie fan. Um, I started reading horror books, like Dean Koontz and Stephen King and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really the introduction to the horror series, or the horror genre. So now I think I'm accustomed enough to horror to be able to sit through that game. Because, honestly, I watched uh, another zombie movie the other night, which was called uh, Severed, I think. Either Severed or Severance, I can't remember. But it really did not scare me at all. It was a bad movie. <laughs> well, maybe it was just a bad movie. I mean, uh, true. Yeah, could have just been a bad movie. But I think I'm a little more uh, tolerant. I've built up a tolerance to the horror genre a little bit more than back then. I just don't think that you have a in you to do that. No. So this has now become a personal challenge. A slap in the <laughs> face, a gauntlet right. thrown. I just took my bloody glove off and I slapped you upside the head with it. Oh, man. You have to play Silent Hill. I don't think you can. I'm pretty sure you'd never beat Silent Hill. In other words, I'm pretty sure you'll be dead before you will ever beat Silent Hill, the first game. I don't know. If I did play it, I'd probably play it in my kitchen because there's no windows in there. <laughs> ha ha ha. And I'd play, like, with my back <laughs> to the fridge or something. Uh, I don't know. See, you'll never do it. I know. I'm a big pussy. You can't. <laughs> I don't think you can. If I probably could, could. I would probably give you something. That was seriously a, a genuine freaky a hundred bucks. I give you a hundred dollars if you beat it in the dark. No, oh, man. you only you can only play it in the dark. You can only play it by yourself in the dark in the then, middle of the night. Then how will you and, know if I've played it? And, and, well, I trust you. Okay, all right. And then you have to beat it under those conditions. And if you did, I'd give you a hundred dollars. Oh, man. Just thinking about it makes me kind of scared. <laughs> that could be bad. I don't think I'll take you up on that offer. I would gener- I would give you $100 in cash. I nope. have it coming to me. Nope, not doing it. See, I told you. You probably couldn't pay me $1,000 to play it. Really? <laughs> well, Under maybe the- 1000 Thousands an awful how, lot. How much would it take to beat for you to have to beat that game under those conditions? How much money, Jim? Probably three hundred. Three hundred bucks. Yep. Okay, I have two hundred and fifty dollars that says you can do it. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> it has to be exactly three hundred. Yep. No less. Uh. Maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, there's several uh, horror games that I haven't played that I want to play. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? 
Fatal Frame yeah, one or Fatal two. Frame. Either of those I, I would love I actually to play. I've played Fatal Frame two quite really? a lot. Oh yeah. Wow. Horrifying. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard they're some of the scariest games ever made. They well it's not not a lie. Awesome. They are scary as hell. Nothing makes you feel more defenseless either than those games. They make you feel like wide open to bad stuff. I've heard that your only weapon is a camera. Yeah. That, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man. You're yeah. fighting demons with the and ghosts. The camera, the camera. Mm, not such a good weapon. I'd have well, to say. Well, the cam- <laughs> it's pretty powerful actually. If you and the thing is, you have to capture them within the time period because they come out at you and then they can damage you. And you have to find them really quickly and capture a picture of them, and it like sucks the the ghost up. Mm. I'll tell you a game that I played that was a horror game that I completely beat. Spanked it uh-huh. and totally pwned it and Pokemon uh, didn't, Red. didn't. No, no, <laughs> no. It's a it's a game with ghosts in it. You have to capture the ghost, and I wasn't scared one iota during the entire game. Oh wait, so wait, 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 wait! I know, I know okay, what this what? game is. I can't remember what the name of it is. It was Luigi's <laughs> Mansion. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's so. it. <laughs> I thought so. Yep. Yeah, you have to use the Poltergust 3000, <laughs> which is a fucking vacuum sweeper. <laughs> yep. And then you have to vacuum the ghosts up. That came out during the launch of the GameCube. I bought that game, and I, I fucking beat the game. <laughs> Not scary very, at all. Very, very weird game. No, didn't scare me a bit. Huh, that's a shame. They need more scary Mario games. <laughs> Where Mario morphs into a... Mario Ghost House. Undead uh, poltergeist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would not sell. (laughs) Mario Hoops 2. Mario's Undead. (laughs) Mario Undead Hoops 2. (laughs) Well, I think that's about it for the hard game recollection segment. Yeah, I can't think of any others that I've played. Well, let's move on then to uh, listener questions. Alright. Or question, as it were. Yes, uh, on our forums, um, has uh, asked me and you a, a personal question. He would like our, our opinion, personally, each one of us, as to who we think is a hotter princess. The uh, Princess Peach from the Mario series, or Princess Zelda from the Zelda wow. series. That's a hard qu- That is... That really invoked a lot of feeling in me. Because I'll tell you, the first princess in video game history that I ever cared about Uh and that I ever personally saved in a video game and was the hero to was Princess from Mario. From the Mario games. Really? Yeah, Princess Peach, man. That's the first prince... That's the first princess I have ever saved in a game series. Me too. Me too. And I'll tell you one thing, and I was telling this uh, the other day to our producer of the show before we started to uh, add this segment to the program. I was uh, discussing it with our producer and told this long, drawn-out story, and it's very, very personal, very real, though. And I just kind of observed the fact that Princess Peach 
And I'm not really sure when they called her Peach, because she was not Princess Peach, I'm pretty sure, at the first Mario Brothers. I think she was just a princess. Yeah, she was just Princess of the Mushroom Kingdom or whatever. I think so, yeah. And the Peach name was added much, much later, I'm pretty sure. And this princess, if you if you take the original sprite, the 2D sprite of the princess in the original Mario, <laughs> and you compare it to the sprite at the end of Zel- the original Zelda, uh-huh. those actually look quite similar. They are different sprites, but they look very, very similar. And it's of course both of them are Miyamoto games, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yep. And he he, you know, designed them both. He had the ideas for both anyway. And very very similar looking early on. I have recently, and I'm sure many of the listeners have seen modern day Peach imagery, and she's completely been turned into a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Very very cartoony. And if any of you know you've played it as well. You know, if anybody out there has played the brand new Zelda, the Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. and has seen Zelda in that, she's very mature and realistic looking. Hmm. And she looks pretty, pretty. you know, as you said in one of our past shows, she's pretty fucking hot. <laughs> so, it seems to me that it was the divergence between a realistic Zelda and a realistic princess of the Mario series, when that kind of diverged as far as them being very, very similar in appearance, I think was back in the Nintendo 64 day and age. Because if you see the princess in Super Mario 64, she's very, very similar to the Zelda in the Ocarina of Time. She she has a very similar appearance about her. And then, after that, in the GameCube day and age, and, and up until our modern day of gaming, our current generation of gaming, now Princess Peach looks like a fucking silly-ass, distorted, <laughs> blown-up cartoon fuck. Yeah. And Princess Zelda looks like a real person, almost. Hmm. So, I mean, by modern standards, I would say the more... The hotter princess would by far be Zelda, even though in my heart I kind of have more of a more of a passion for the Mario princess for the fact that that was the first princess I heroically saved in a video game series. You know, as much as this is a, an interesting question, I just have to say that I think you're overanalyzing it, and I'll just take a threesome. How about that? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> in the dark with no one else home? Yep. Is that in the middle of the night? <laughs> with the babies crying. <laughs> wow. You're even neglecting the demon babies. Yep. The Zelda Peach threesome. That's what I'm going for. Tell me tell me how that works out. I'll just say that uh, from afar, Zelda is the uh, hotter princess by far, especially nowadays. Let's uh, Let's move into what we're playing. How about that? Well, right now I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance. That's right. Fuck all the new DS games. I've decided that this is a classic I can no longer afford not to have played. 
It's now available for emulator. It's available for PlayStation. It's been available for the Super Nintendo for over a decade. It's it's time. It's high goddamn time. I'm a Final Fantasy fan anyway. Why haven't I played what most of the fans consider to be the best FF what, game? What about Hotel Dusk? You've stopped playing that? I've, I have actually, ever since I I bought Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance, and, and both Hotel Dusk and Final Fantasy VI are simultaneously lodged in my DS Lite. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've been playing more Final Fantasy VI lately, and Hotel Dusk has uh, been put on pause, as it were. Man. Yeah. Hope that's a good Final Fantasy game, then. Well, from what I hear, I mean, it's it's much more plot-driven, and it's kind of funny that most of the Final Fantasy games that I've played on the run, as it were... Um, I've beat Final Fantasy 1, and I beat Final Fantasy 3, and I only played both of those games on portable systems. I beat them both on a portable system. Come to find out, in the in the golden age of Final Fantasy, back in the Nintendo Super Nintendo days, the odd Final Fantasies were all about the battle system and trying to perfect Final Fantasy combat. And the even games focused more on Final Fantasy game story arcs and character development. Huh. And that was a logical, personal decision of several individuals at the Squaresoft company back in the Golden Age. And they decided, hey, each sequel will be, will be this. And that's why Final Fantasy 1... 3 and 5 are very, very much focused on the development of the battle system and and much less on characters and where you have Final Fantasy 2, 4, and 6 which are all about plot and characters. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty neat factoid about the series. Yeah, that is. And when it comes to Final Fantasy 3 which was recently released for the DS and brand new 3D graphics and whatnot, and Final Fantasy 1 and so forth. Those games I really found much easier to play while in a, in a portable form for the fact that when I picked up 3 and I was like level 30 or 40, I would know exactly where I was, I would know what to do next, and it was very easy to keep track of it, even though I played it in little short bursts. I'm kind of having some trouble with Final Fantasy VI, because I'm like, you know, who who was this guy again? Was he the brother of this guy? Oh. And why does he hate this guy? Why am I actually fighting this guy here? And who is the guy that just came in? And why am I talking to him at a bar? And, you know, what did he do with the, the trainer of this guy, who was actually the twin brother of Sabin, who was trained by a guy named Duncan, and... It's just very, very much story-driven, and it's much harder yep. to play a epic story-driven Final Fantasy game in in portable form, which we had kind of talked about before. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about this in our very first episode, how it's harder to follow a story if you're playing it in tiny little chunks. And I really was expecting 3 to, to have that problem until I realized 
the whole thing about the odds being uh, more battle driven. Yeah. And it's so true. I mean, I played through three, and the character development is very minimal, and the story is very simple and straightforward, and I did not get lost, and I completely enjoyed the game. I beat it, and that was that. And six is really, I'm struggling with it. With the six one, which is, of course, an, an even one. Just goes to prove our point. The power play was right all along. Yep. Totally, we we rule. Are you playing anything else, or is that it? Um, I'm just playing that. I'm trying to play that in short burst segments, and I'm having some trouble. Yeah. Kind of wishing maybe I had bought Final Fantasy V on Game Boy Advance, which came out a couple months ago. It's strange. You can now play all of them through six on your DS. I think you can play every single Final Fantasy game on every single platform ever made. <laughs> They've it's, re-released it's, it's those It's really things. becoming closely to that. Yeah. Yeah, currently you cannot play anything above 6 on a portable system. Yeah. Supposedly you'll be able to do that on PSP eventually, though, so... Hmm. That's going to eventually change. But right now you can play Final Fantasy 1 and 2 together on one Game Boy Advance cartridge. And then it goes Final Fantasy 3, the remake for DS... Uh-huh. And then it goes Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6, all for Game Boy Advance. Huh. And they've all been released within the last last six months for GBA. Milking it. Yeah, they are, really. But those are the best of the best, I think. I think the early, early Final Fantasy games were better than the, the latter ones. All right. I'm also playing, of course, as many of the listeners realize, I'm a... World of Warcraft addict, I'll admit it. Oh, God. It's the first step to getting better, I hear. Jack into his brain with World of Warcraft. And I'm now 65. I've not been playing it hardcore, because I know I should probably be 70 by now. Um, should be 80. (laughs) Anyway, level 65 is where I'm at on my paladin. And I've kind of been neglecting my Draenei Shaman, so I can finish leveling the 70, but basically, in between World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, while I'm at my job, I play Final Fantasy VI on my GBA right now. Lame. Those, I'm gonna be the, the, the two games. I'm gonna be the token guy on the podcast who absolutely hates World of Warcraft. I don't. You suck. I don't really hate it, but uh, I can laugh at people who play it and it sucks away their life. It's so actually so do. much fun. Lame. No, the Burning Crusade man right now is awesome. I can have just as much you fun. Have no uh, idea. Picking daisies in a field. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, I could. Wear daisies in my eyelids and not have as much fun. There's nothing good about World of Warcraft. Nothing. What? You're f- you're just ignorant to it. I'm trying to incite a riot. Is what I'm doing. Well, you're going to get one. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I guess if that's all you're playing, I should probably go into what I'm playing. You know, what the hell have you been playing? I have been playing the same things I've been playing for the last few weeks, which are retro games, old-school Nintendo games. I've been playing a lot of Tetris, a lot of Tetris. And it was 
thinking about the top seven favorite games last week or two weeks ago that really got me back into this game. And I, yeah, like I said, I'm just addicted to it. It's so much fun. I've also been playing uh, Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's old school and it's fun. But that's actually all I've been playing is Tetris and Super Mario Brothers. Playing a lot of Tetris and a little bit of Super Mario Brothers. All right. Well, I think that uh, will about do it for a show tonight. Horrifying. But before we go, I have an announcement for all you loyal fans. We've been really. Yes, we've been promising you new content for a while now. And as of yet, we have not delivered, but soon we will be delivering. We've come up with an idea. What we're planning on doing, since I'm such a huge zombie fan and horror movie fan in general, we're going to be doing a brand new podcast about what to do in the case of a zombie invasion. And I suggest that everyone listens to this, because if not, you're going to be dead when the zombie apocalypse comes. <laughs> in the dark with no one else home? Yep. Is that in the middle of the night? <laughs> with the babies crying. <laughs> wow. You're even neglecting the demon babies. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that will be up. Uh, I'm hoping to get it up by the end of the month, get our first episode out there. And we'll probably uh, do one every couple weeks. It's going to be a shorter show. It's going to be like maybe half an hour or less because we're just going to be talking about what to do in certain situations with zombies attacking. I think it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that one sometime near the end of the month. And uh, and that's about all I have for this episode of Power Play. So as always, if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, you can go to our boards at www.gongradio.com. Dot com! <laughs> that's G-O-N-G radio dot com. And uh, we can always use some more reviews in iTunes. We still only have two. Come on, people. I know more than two of you have iTunes. You ass. I Actually, I don't think I can do a review, or I would. But, uh, yeah, we need more of those, so any reviews would help. But that's about it for Power Play. With that said, I'm Jim Jones. And I am... Oh, shit! Zombies! Oh, shit, zombies!